0: This week on the podcast, we pull a little bit of an audible as we don't add what we talked about maybe last week, and it doesn't quite fit into RPG September. But you know what? RPG September is behind us. We're looking towards the future as we add the futuristic sports game Windjammers to the endless list this week on the pod.
1: Oh, you know, sometimes you got to call that audible and uh, jam a little wind. That's how it works out.
2: And hello, Sam. How are you? Hey, hey, I'm great. I'm uh, very excited to discuss this uh, futuristic game, which involves throwing frisbees
0: frisbee throwing um you can subscribe to this podcast on itunes google Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever you get your podcasts from we're available also for you on the twitter at it's a bad pod it's a bad pod at gmail.com is the email address we are adding this week wind jammers to the endless list of games it is our 136th entry guys guess what number episode this is this week
1: what number episode is this it's a,
0: it's episode 149 whoa wow next next week will be a very special episode
1: wow
0: we are adding this week windjammers to the endless list um and so how did you guys first hear about windjammers
2: um i feel like i was watching something on twitch and someone mentioned it or i saw it randomly in a youtube video and then um Yeah, I hadn't played it for a long time, and then we've been doing, you know, our our Friday night fight nights. I don't know why I said Friday night. They don't happen on Friday. And, um, yeah, someone just mentioned Windjammers was on Fightcade, so I think we checked it out from there.
0: Yeah, and so a little sneaky little thing for people out there who don't know about Fightcade. um, Fightcade is a thing you can download onto your computer device Um, And play people online with about, uh, there's like 2,000 different games on there. All all of them multiplayer games, but there's everything from arcade games to Nintendo games, Super Nintendo, Genesis, all those games. Um, So you can play with friends. Um, And it is uh, not a very legal way for you to play, but if you want to do that, you can go do that. Uh, But just don't tell anybody. Don't tell you that I told you about fight kid
2: it's not uh it's not like torrenting where torrenting is legal but torrenting certain things is illegal
0: um i think if you own a copy of the game then it's entirely legal but if you don't own a copy of the game pretty sure it's not legal but i don't think anybody's coming after you for playing this game i could be wrong though
1: well now they are we've got a big target on our back uh steve how did
0: you hear about this game
1: I feel like I heard about you guys talking about this game in the context of Fightcade before. Or maybe it came up previously, but we played, um, back when we used to do those video game book club hangouts, which were often on Friday nights, back when we hung out in person more regularly, we would play a game called uh, Disc Jam at, at Tim's house. Tim of the podcast fam. And, uh... I think I assumed that this was related to that, but this is a different franchise, but it's a similar idea. It's like futuristic, extreme frisbee, kind of like tennis style, back and forth, you know, doing all sorts of crazy moves and everything. But yeah, I mean, until like, what, two weeks ago? I'd never played this game. Um, And Since then, I've played it a lot. So yeah, it's pretty fun.
0: Yeah, it's very, it's a very fun game. Um, Do you guys know about, did you guys know about Neo Geo back in the day when like Neo Geo was around and a thing?
2: It was like always a myth. (laughs) Uh,
1: Steve, I I did not know. No, no. Elaborate. What is Neo Geo and why is it so mythical?
2: What Neo
0: Geo? I mean, it it sounds familiar.
1: It sounds familiar, but that's all I know.
0: So there's a company named SNK who made their own console in the 1990s, and they decided to sell it for a ridiculous amount of money um, when it first came out. But it brought the arcade quality. Home, So it was like straight up arcade games that you could take and play on a console at home. And plus it was like super high end. So it came with two uh, clicky joysticks um, and really good pads. And that's how you interacted with it. And it was like just straight the arcade experience brought home. But in, when it first came out, which I think was in like, let's see here, 1990 is when it dropped or yeah, the um, yeah. In 1990, it was launched, and it, the retail price of it was $650 Damn. in 1990. That's
2: a lot of dough.
1: That's more expensive than my PlayStation 5 <laughs> right now. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty wild. That
0: was 31 years ago. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Neo Geo. So, they, they like. they A lot of the games for the Neo Geo system were made by SNK, um, which is the company that made the Neo Geo system. Um, but, and it was. So, it was an arcade system where in the arcade you'd have like a selection you could select the it's like a big red cabinet um, and you could select the different games there's like three or four different games in every um, arcade cabinet and you just press a button to select the different neo geo games that you wanted to play Um, and they actually slot in like a cartridge so you can like pull them in and out like a cartridge inside the arcade cabinet and then they had the home version which was the um, mvs the arcade version was called the aes um and they were the same games they could you you couldn't swap the two different carts they're different carts different slots but they were the exact same games just for arcade and home which was like at the time like this revolutionary concept
1: so they must have been pricing this thing with the idea that like oh you're not buying like a cabinet which you would find in an arcade you know so we can we can charge you a lot of money for this or something like i'm trying to figure out how they could justify i know that i'm always surprised to hear that like retro games were as expensive as they were back in the day like i feel like you've you've shared some tales of like what hundred dollar cartridge or something like that. Yeah, there's seventy dollar like, cartridges, I mean, something like that.
0: Uh, Super Nintendo games and Genesis games, for some reason, they got wacky expensive. Sometimes, like the uh, when Mega Man X came out, I think it was like eighty dollars. See, that's God.
1: crazy. And now the new price point for like PS Five games is like seventy dollars, which like and people are pissed. <laughs> and people are pissed. And it was at you know sixty dollars forever. And like I remember when it was fifty dollars, but that was pretty much as low as I ever remember video games like costing. Like it was always around 50-60 dollars my whole life. So yeah, and... the idea that Mega Man was 80 bucks, it's like really? Are you serious? Yeah,
2: I remember uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 on Super Nintendo was I think like 70 bucks or something ridiculously expensive too.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, there was a lot. I mean, like, the Final Fantasy games got expensive. Like, Fantasy Star 4 or 3, one of those for Genesis, was, like, 100 bucks when it came out. So I think it's because what they did was they put extra memory inside the cartridge, so to, like, pay for that expense, they bumped up the retail price.
1: Interesting. The li- limits of old tech in these games, I guess. But, yeah, it's still wild. But, yeah, the idea that they would, you know, charge you more than a PlayStation 5 for this for this Neo Geo uh console system that's pretty wild but yeah and, good games you know like, i get the appeal of bringing them home
0: yeah and i mean like the neo geo and snk is like fatal fury games like um metal slug uh, metal slug uh baseball stars yeah, king uh, of fighters
2: um, yeah, king Frangers, of fighters yes yeah.
0: yeah, so those are all snk games and those are all games that you could just bring home and they made games for the neo geo for like years into the 2000s so um it was like something that just continuously they dropped new games for and then also like the individual games were also like ridiculously expensive they were over a hundred dollars for a game if you wanted to buy a game and they're also huge so like they were cartridges but they were cartridges that were like three times the size of a super nintendo cartridge they're like ridiculous um but yeah, so Windjammers. Windjammers actually, and I didn't realize this until I did the research on this, not made by SNK. And there were other companies that made games for the Neo Geo system. So this was uh, made and uh, developed and published by Data East. And it's actually our first Data East uh, uh, developed game on our list. I was looking it up. They um, they made a lot of games in the 90s and the, the 80s. They made like bad dudes and they made two crude dudes and they made all these other like games that were uh i would say like the second tier games like you didn't if you were playing bad dudes you just didn't know that double dragon existed at that point <laughs> so, i should have
2: known that uh a game named bad dudes was a double dragon knockoff oh hell yeah um did you not know about
0: bad dudes no i've
2: never heard of bad dudes
0: damn damn it's uh one of chris's on a, a podcast of podcast fame chris's uh favorite game. So someday we will add it to our list, but yeah. So, uh, when came out in 1994, same year as uh, Donkey Kong country, earthworm Jim, earthbound, super Metroid, doom two, final fantasy six. Um, and yeah, so it was, uh, so it was a decent year for video games. It was, it was kind of the weird 94. And I remember this, it was kind of the year where everybody was waiting for the CD game, CD systems to come out because like Sega CD was already out. People saw the promise of that. And like, I think 95 is when the PS one came out. So it was at the, the dwindling tail end of the, uh, super Nintendo. Era 1994.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a cool game. It's, it's interesting that it came out in 1994 because I kind of assumed it came out a little bit earlier than that. But I guess it has that kind of late late Super Nintendo era, Sega Genesis era like aesthetic to it. Um, it's a really simple game though. Like it's it's surprisingly addictive for how simple it is. Um, like there's not a ton of depth to it. But you know, like we were saying before, it's essentially like you pick a character you have like what six countries or eight countries to select from uh you get like a guy and you get like the two you know speedier tier uh characters you have the kind of medium strength medium speed characters and then like the heavy hitting characters <laughs> and you're essentially just playing like a game of tennis but with you know a frisbee that you're like whipping back and forth and you can throw it off of the the walls and bounce it and there's some some levels will have or some courses will have um different barriers in the middle, um, and some of them are like a little bit bigger and wider, and some of them are more narrow, so it's like kind of more of like a fierce shootout and you're bouncing them off the walls. And, yeah, you do some cool power-up moves, and you can kind of jump and block and do some stuff like that. But it's just a fast-paced game of, like, tennis back and forth with with frisbees. Um, Yeah, And it's a blast. Super fun. See,
0: six different playable characters, also stereotypes incoming. The two people from Asia are fast. The two people from Europe are the all-rounders. And the two people from the U.S. and Germany are the power people. So playing up some stereotypes there a little bit with the... uh, with the, those uh, representations of statistics in this game.
1: Um, a little bit, I guess. Is is Would we consider Spain and, and Italy medium countries? Is that, what they're, we're, they're is that where we're putting countries, them? They, they <laughs> take naps, don't
0: they? Yeah, they do take naps. They have siestas.
1: That's true. Yeah, southern Europe. Yeah, definitely a medium medium speed area. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And then America and Germany, like, you know, northern Europe, you know, USA, you know, obviously that's where the muscle is right there um yeah and they all have like a catch line that they say like the best one is the spanish guy he goes perfecto um and then i think
0: the the italian guy goes forza
1: is that what he says forza i was trying to figure it out forza um they all say like a little catchphrase like that it's always very fun the american guy the american guy goes right on
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's very good um but but yeah so i was reading uh, a story so about this game, and somebody described this game as basically Pong Street Fighter characters. Patrick Klepek of Vice Games said that, um, which I thought was pretty apt. Um, it's basically air hockey or Pong, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. that's that's probably a better description than tennis, but it has like the Mario tennis kind of vibe to it, like that arcade like best yeah. back and forth. You get some special power moves. But yeah, Pong is probably a little bit more accurate to what you're doing.
0: So it's uh, you have sets. You can set. I think you can change how many sets it's to, but it's typically... Un- whoever wins three sets, each set is like a series of uh, back and forth where you have to accumulate 12 points. Or if time runs out, whoever's got the most points at the end of time. Uh, playing the arcade version of this and um up against the computer like the i think it was set to only 30 seconds and so yeah sucks.
2: every time i played against the computer it was just it went to time every time and it'd be like zero three or something <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah that's
1: surprising especially with some of the like back and forths we've had where it's just like you know, you throw it, you throw it, and then you do, like, a faster throw, and then somebody does, like, a hammer power-up move, and then you counter the power-up move. Like, some of the sets can probably yep. be, like, the, the volleys can be, like, 30 seconds themselves. Yep. Um, yeah. I, there was a game we were playing earlier, Sam, where we, we hit the 30-second mark, and it was counting down, and we got down to, like, 20 seconds. And I was like, oh, my God, are we going to finish this? Like, this has never happened before, except for maybe, like, the first or second game we played two weeks ago, and we did it. Um, yeah, time's not really a factor when you play it on Fightcade the way we have.
2: Yeah, at the skill level that we play at. Right, of course,
1: (laughs) which is extremely high.
0: Extremely high skill level. Um, Yeah, there's six, I think uh, Steve, you alluded to this, but there's six different types of arenas. Beach, lawn, tiled, concrete, clay, and stadium. Um, And each of those have, so each of the arenas have a three-point zone and a five-point zone. um, And it changes depending on where it is, changes on where which arena you're on, um, but also the middle can have like bumpers where if you hit it, it kind of like wildly goes around. I think that adds a really nice bit of variety to the game.
2: I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like I think they actually did a very good job with all the levels and how different they are, and like you know, playing a speedy character on um, a large map, like you're at maybe a slight advantage over the you know the German or the U.S. guy who can't really run that fast.
0: And then you have, like, the really tight um, arenas where it's, like, a much smaller space and the power guys are just OP. Yep.
1: Yeah, like, beach is just, like, a little, like, shoebox that you're in, basically. And if you have two power guys going back and forth, you're just like, whipping the frisbees back at each other and just trying to, like, basically get the other guy to miss. Like, miss yeah, it's time. Like whoever, their
2: button. whoever makes a mistake is going to lose that one as opposed to who is, like, you know, actually making a good shot.
1: But you can also do yeah. things like blocks. So you can like hit the um, like the A button before if you don't move. If you if you move, you'll do like a dash with A. But if you have the frisbee coming right at you and you hit a before it hits you you can block it and pop it into the air and then you get like a little target on the ground where when as it's coming back down you can do like a charge up shot and then you can either do like a special move which like each character's special move is different it'll be like some powered up shot that goes or you can do like a b special move where when you when you do the b attack or the b button normally you kind of like toss it into the air and then it flops down and if they miss it it's two points if it just like lands on the ground Um, but if you do the power up it's like a power hammer that you just like kind of chuck right and in back into the goal um so it's like a little bit of like a rock paper scissors thing when that happens it's like you can block it and kind of create your own opportunities to do a, power, a charge up shot but then the other guy can also like get to where you're throwing it and counter it and just send it right back at you so you get into these volleys where it's like power shots going back and forth uh and it gets like faster and faster
0: yeah and it's got so everybody has their own like power charge up shot um which is different so like the german guy will be like a flame circle and i think like the italian guy throws it at the side and it goes on the side so everybody's got like a different type of power move that they can do in this as well
2: yeah and you can also do um like a half circle or quarter circle and hit the throw button and do a curved shot which is uh, pretty fun to do
1: which I can't do at all and always fakes me out. <laughs> I'll, like, I was like tr- I'll, I'll be like baited towards it and then I'll see it go the other way. And I'm like, ah, you son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> I, was try- I was trying to figure out the timing on it. And like, I knew you could do it. and I just couldn't figure out. Is it like when it's a coming, when the, when the disc is coming in or is it when you hold it and then you hit it? Or I, I couldn't figure it out.
2: Yeah. I have no idea. Sometimes like it's a really nice curve and other times it just like barely goes. I, I don't know. I just hope I can <laughs> do it somewhat
0: but it's really it's really simplistic game it's an elegant game it's like two buttons one button if you're throwing is to throw and the other one is to lob and if, and if you're on defense it's just a dash there's just a dash button so um it's uh yeah very simplistic very elegant i would say design it's just very simple but it's very satisfying to playing as well
2: yep yeah it's like the perfect game to just get a bunch of people and play a bunch of rounds um not very difficult to pick up, but, you know, endless skill, I guess. Maybe maybe not endless, but uh, <laughs> a high level of skill, skill cap. Yeah,
0: it's very uh, twitchy, which is nice mm-hmm. for me. I like it.
1: Yeah, you just need, like, some quick reaction time to get around and, like, keep the volley, basically, and play a little defense. But aside from that, like, yeah, it's just, like pretty addictive in like how simple it is. You just have like the same loop and you kinda of figure out the vo- like the rhythm of it a little bit. Like alright, if he comes in I'll throw the lob shot over him or then I can do like the power hammer behind them or you can d- you can throw some different angles too. So you can do like a, three, a, a straight shot, like just straight back into the net. Or you can do like a wide um, kind of sideways throw. It'll like bounce back and forth a lot without going forward a whole amount. So like the other guy has to track it a little bit. So you, you can come up with some tricks to throw people off, even on like the smaller uh, arenas. Um, and then, yeah, it's just like, OK, you play for two minutes and then, OK, best of two. All right, let's play again. Let's go again. And then that's it. That's the whole game.
0: Did you guys play against the computer at all?
2: yeah it's surprisingly hard I beat the first two I did the little minigame where like your guy throws a frisbee and you're controlling a dog and running under the frisbee and then you just jump up and catch it Yeah, I don't so know if there's <laughs> anything you know beyond that little mini game there if there's any strategy or whatever and then the third guy just kept wrecking me couldn't, yes yeah,
0: couldn't so, the third guy is just like a wall it's just so fucking hard so it's just impossible to get the, the disc around
1: yeah, I didn't try the single player. You mentioned that, uh, but I didn't. I didn't remember to play it before this game or before this podcast tonight. But I gotta check that out, especially this elusive third guy. I, now I'm intrigued. Is he unbeatable?
0: If anybody can do it, Steve, it's you. Yeah. Steve was, was <laughs> the MVP of the the wind jammers.
1: I know how when to when jam. I know it. how to jam that wind.
0: So yeah, so I I've known about this game for some time. I remember because just in general, I've always liked. S N K games um i i'm you know big fan of baseball stars big fan of the metal slug series and i've seen this game and then also neo turf masters moi neo turf masters is just the one of the best golf games that we will eventually add to this list when i can find somebody who wants to play a golf game i will 100
2: percent play a golf game
0: just yeah next. i'm down to play a
1: golf game Let's do it. Sweet,
0: sweet. But uh, I love SNK games, so I knew about Windjammers. But yeah, this game, like recently, I would say in the last ten years, got a lot more popularity. So much so that they dot uh, em emu they they brought it to the PS4 and PC, and you can actually buy this game um, to play multiplayer now on Steam legally. So we.
1: There's a there's a Windjammers two coming out uh, soon, yes. right? Like in the next year or so.
0: Yeah, so .EMU also is making that, and they made um, the Streets of Rage Four game. They're also making the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat 'em up game that's coming out soon. Oh man, I'm, uh, into,
1: cool. I'm into all those. Yeah.
0: yeah, so so Windjammers too. I when we I went to PAX, what was it, two years ago, and um, I went to the .EMU booth to play Streets of Rage Four before it came out. And uh, when they were also demo- demoing Windjammers, and I was like, eh, I'm not going to wait in line for another hour to play Windjammers too. But yeah, .EMU, they're pretty pretty sweet. Streets of Rage 4 is also dope, if you haven't played
1: that. I played a little bit of it. I, I started playing it earlier in the pandemic, um, and I got a few levels in. It was actually hard. I'm not like super versed in beat-em-up games, so I was getting my ass kicked a little bit. And I was like, I'll come back to this. But it was fun. It was, it was a nice a nice new beat-em-up game. Well...
0: One of two uh, video games that have made it onto my Sp- grand Spotify playlist—they uh, have uh, their soundtrack—is uh, Streets of Rage Four and Celeste Are the two video game soundtracks on my like thousand-song uh, listen to all the time playlist?
1: So they congratulations
0: those. to Streets of Rage Four. <laughs> they
1: got they got those tunes. We're gonna have to start doing the best video game uh, soundtracks list soon. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah,
2: that that would be fun. Is Celeste... Yeah. Celeste isn't five years old yet, right? Uh,
0: 2016, I think. Maybe 2017, but it's one of those... Um, let's see here. Celeste. 2018. So oh, it's got, all right. Interesting. We, we, okay. got, a, we got a little cool. bit. But got a, got a, got Celeste, while. very good game to check out, as an aside.
2: Yeah, Celeste is fun.
0: Um, have you guys beaten that game?
2: I've done the, a... I think I've done the A and the B sides, but I've never done the C sides.
0: Oh, I never did. I just did the A sides, never did any B
1: sides. I got, I want to say like halfway, two thirds through the game. Also, similarly, I was playing it at the beginning of the pandemic. I had just finished playing Hollow Knight in the beginning of the pandemic, and we had done um, Shovel Knight as well. So I was on like a tear with handheld Mm -hmm. Switch games, uh, and then I just kind of ran out of Steam as as time went on. But yeah, I I played like two thirds of that game, something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, so where does this game go on our endless list of video games? It certainly goes from Super Mario 64 at one, all the way down to number 135 home alone for the Sega Genesis. Uh, we have nine sports games on this list. And so, um, of the sports games, let's, let's just see what sports games we've added. At number 20 is NBA jam. Tecmo super bowl is 28. Then all the way down at 95 is Madden, 2004. Um, And then we have Ice Hockey, Blades of Steel, Mutant League Football, NBA 2K13 for the Wii, and John Madden Football, 93. I think just looking at the sports games uh, that are on here, um, I think this game goes somewhere in between number 28, Tecmo Super Bowl, and number 95, Madden 2004. I know that's a...
1: I was going to say the uh, same. It's quite a range, so uh, yeah. I also just want to pause. With the amount that Chris talked about Madden 2K13... Or not Madden. uh, NBA Two K Thirteen. It's at one nineteen. Oh my God! I thought that was. I mean, I guess that one slipped through the cracks for me. But damn, all all the way down there under Zone of the Enders. Wow,
2: not not very high. Not very great game. He talked. He talked
1: about that game a lot. He loves that game. I guess not that much.
0: But yeah, so ninety-five. Looking up from ninety-five, um, windjammers. I you know I think it goes substantially higher than than that. I think it could go. Ooh, yeah, I'm trying you- to think of like what my top would be.
2: I'm Probably. surprised Zombies Ate My Neighbors is sitting there in ninety-four. I know, right?
1: Um, hmm. You know what came to mind as I was looking at the list here, and I'm not saying this is where I wanted to go necessarily, but perhaps a starting point. And this is not a sports game, but this. Nidhogg was kind of like a similar, and Nidhogg was a game we played at at 66 um, at Video Game Book Club a lot, but it was like kind of that, I mean, this is the first Nidhogg, but like it's that kind of simple back and forth tug of war type energy and and Windjammers definitely has that a little bit too. I mean, obviously it's, you're jamming, you're jamming frisbees at each other instead of stabbing each other, but um, it kind of has that like kind of simple, competitive, addictive, fast paced multiplayer gameplay loop
0: um yeah i would say like i think the gameplay is very comparable in terms of that loop that as you're describing it i would say for nidhogg though for me is and like i think either or i could play back and forth like if i'm thinking about it right now and be like yeah i I, I would play either of those um but like nidhogg has a very cooler as much cooler aesthetic and it has a soundtrack that i think is much better than this game
1: Man, that soundtrack list, is it's making itself known right now. It's coming, <laughs> it's coming. Um, no, I agree. I think I agree with that, that I like the aesthetic more. Um, but I think I might, I mean, this is kind of recency bias, I guess, because we've been playing this, this recently. But I don't know, I might, I could see playing Windjammers like all night. Like, if it was, like, a sleepover in, like, high school, or not high school, like, middle school or something like that, um, or a video game book club. I feel like Nidhogg, after a few rounds, you always are like, alright, alright, that's enough, let's move on to the next thing. Um, Dude, we
0: played so much Nidhogg when it first I know, came it's out. it's true,
1: it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But I could see it being somewhere, I mean, this is in that 28 to 95 range, but being on the higher end of that a little bit, than closer to the 95, yeah. Um,
0: I mean, I could see this. Mm, I don't I, like. I don't even think it's a better game than River City Ransom. Like looking up the list from there, I yeah. wouldn't want to put Wind Jammers ahead of like Bubble Bobble or Space Invaders or God of War for me either. That's
1: fair. Space. I mean, Bubble Bobble, I don't know, but Space Invaders is obviously a classic and has some some legacy weight to it. Um,
2: yeah, you can't say that there's a uh, an abundance of flying disc games as a result <laughs> of Windjammers. Jammers. Very true. Yeah.
0: I, like, honestly think that, like, for me, I would put it right at number 68, um, Windjammers, personally.
1: Under Limbo at 67, the new uh, Worms, Armageddon, Worms Armageddon is currently at
2: 68. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's better it than Street Fighter Alpha.
0: <laughs> Street Fighter Alpha is kind of blah.
2: Hmm.
0: It's like it, they took a step back from Street Fighter 2 with okay. that game.
2: Okay, interesting. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with... I don't... 68? Mm, so, under Limbo?
0: Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I I honestly think, like, this game's better than Luigi's Mansion. It's probably... Like, Mario Party's bullshit, and the first Mario Party's probably not the best Mario Party, so I could see other Mario Parties going higher um, than that. So... Ninja Gaiden 2 is better than probably these games in, like, River City Ransom, so I'm okay with that. And, like, Street Fighter Alpha was basically... They did all these things with Street Fighter 2 where it was like... We're going to do turbo and super, super street fighter two. And they had all these different iterations and all these characters came out. And then for street fighter alpha, they just like brought it back to like eight characters or whatever it was really small roster and it, and and they didn't do much with the graphics compared to the like latest iterations of street fighter two. So it was was kind of a step backwards and I'd rather play just wind jammers than street fighter alpha and where I like, I'm not a super big worms fan so
1: yeah I don't really have a problem putting this above worms um the comparison to limbo is making my making me scratch my head a little bit just like what is this better than limbo I don't know because limbo we like talked about it as like being very artistic um but this is like a more addictive game too so like which would I rather play I don't know
0: dude I played right. limbo in two settings so <laughs> right, right. Uh, it was addictive for me
2: I mean it's addictive but you're done and like are you going yeah. back to play limbo again right away
0: Probably not. Yeah. No.
1: No. But it is. It's a different. It's a different game, guys. It's they're different. Okay. <laughs> but, but if I'm like, if I'm looking
0: to play, if I'm looking to play a game that I've never played before, I'd probably, and I like, wanted to spend some time with it. I'd probably pick up Limbo over Windjammers. Because Windjammers gonna pick up for like five minutes or ten minutes.
2: Yeah, I would like if someone asked me, should I play Limbo or Windjammers? I would tell them Limbo. Right. I don't know what situation I would ever be in where that is a question that I'm asked, but yeah.
1: But if that person, if that person was also holding two large pizzas and like a bunch of uh, you know bottles of Coke and like was clearly going to like bro down with a bunch of people, obviously you're gonna you're gonna recommend wind You know, it's like. Do you bring
0: Do you bring bottles of Coke with you? Would I don't you know. I, down? I was
1: just remember I, I said the I said the sleepover thing. I don't know. I was going with the sleepover <laughs> metaphor here. Um, but yeah, I don't know uh I, yeah i guess i'm on board with limbo being probably the 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 better game the more critically acclaimed game um so i'm, I'm good with worms or this dethroning worms at at 68 dethroning
2: the 68 throne
0: <clears throat> so say you sam
2: yeah yeah that seems right
0: so say we all congratulations to Jammers being our new number 68 of 136 games on our endless list of video games. And as I mentioned at the start, um, yeah, this is our 149th episode. Uh, Next week, we have a very special episode as we are adding another um, movie to our list. Guys, what movie are we adding next week?
2: Alone in the Dark? Is that what it's called? Alone
1: in the Dark,
0: yep. Alone in the Dark, starring Christian Slater and Tara Reid. Um, that came out in the 2000 in the uh, aughts so you know it's going to be a really good and special movie i'm really excited for it
1: yeah i just wonder if uh mortal kombat and other mortal kombat are prepared for the uh you know the (laughs) pressure that it's going to be putting on their their top tier spots there (sighs) um
0: i don't think there should be concern from what i heard of the video game movies um that exist today Alone in the Dark has the lowest Rotten Tomatoes ranking of any of those movies. And there are some stinkers on there. But Alone in the Dark currently on Rotten Tomatoes of one hundred and twenty three reviews has one percent.
1: I I wow. feel like I, I'm and we'll find out, you know, next week when we watch this, but I feel like I may have seen this movie before, like when I was a kid at my friend's house, and I'm like trying to remember if it was actually this movie or not but i remember watching a movie that fit this description and was very very bad but i was like mm-hmm. i don't know 13 or something when it came out so it was like weird and scary at the time uh, so we'll find out next week whether i've seen this before <laughs>
0: also also in just in case you're worried about critical bias uh, the audience score is 11 percent.
2: also not <laughs> so very it's, high
0: it's very bad It is a very bad movie and I am very excited to watch it.
1: Hopefully this is, hopefully this is like a fun bad movie and not just like a, like just like a quiet, weird bad movie,
0: a resident evil, if you will, a
1: resident. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. No, I, I hope it's like blood rain or wing commander bad that, but I mean, also this movie is made by Yuve Bull, So we're in for a treat. We're We're also made blood rain.
1: We're in for some good stuff here.
0: Yes. We're through the looking glass on the video game movies so join us next week on our 150th episode as we take a jaunt through the world of uve bowls alone in the dark but uh thank you guys for coming on the podcast
2: happy to be here
1: yeah this was uh this was a pleasure you might even say it was perfecto (laughs) (laughs) all right right let's go
0: Let's go play some video games. Some fucking video games. Later, guys.
2: Peace.